This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations. And again, glad you could join us. Well, in a new CLM article entitled Understanding Structured Settlements, Kevin Silo, past president of NASTA, and Taylor Smith, the president of CLM Advisors, spotlighted the National Structured Settlement Trade Association Survey of Claims Professionals. So today on Ringler Radio, we'll be speaking with Eric Vaughn, the executive director of NASTA, about this 2014 study and what we've learned and how we can improve our industry with suggestions from claim professionals. Helping me today is my co-host and my Ringler colleague, Jim Early. Jim is the executive vice president and national sales director at Ringler, and he serves as a member of the board of directors. And he's just recently been elected to the NASTA board of directors also. So congratulations, Jim, on that, and welcome to Ringler Radio. Thank you, Larry. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. Terrific. And our special guest today as I mentioned, is Eric Vaughn. Eric is the executive director of the National Structured Settlement Trade Association. Eric joined NASTA as director of government affairs in 2001 and had previously served on the White House Domestic Policy Council and the National Security Council. He also served in senior policy positions with the Office of Management and Budget and in the Office of the Secretary of Defense. That's quite an impressive resume, Eric. Thanks uh, for joining us here on Ringler Radio. Thanks for coming back to us. Larry, thank you very much for inviting me back. I've always, always enjoyed being on Ringler Radio. Well, I appreciate you being here. We have an, a great topic here to, to talk about today. Uh, I, I was very impressed with this article, and I'm, I'm going to be interested to hear your points of view. Before we really talk about the article and, and the study by CLM on uh, perceptions about structured settlements, Eric, why don't you give us a kind of a quick update on what NAST is up to, what's going on with the National Structured Settlement Trade Association? Absolutely. And I, again, appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I want to offer my congratulations uh, to Jim Early, a newly elected member of the NSST Board of Directors. It's just great to have Jim back on the board. Uh, it's going to be a terrific uh, year coming up. Um, and, and, I'm, and Jim's going to be deep into it starting June 8th, our first meeting. So things are going to be happening quickly and I think effectively this year. Let me just give you a couple of highlights and be happy to answer any questions, obviously. But uh, our new president, uh, Michael Goodman, uh, with NFP Structured Settlements, uh, has decided that he really wants to make this year, these next 12 months, all about growth. And, and what does that mean? Well, it means new opportunities, just develop uh, program opportunities for expanding the use of structured settlements, the valuation structures, the way the structures are appreciated and, and acted upon by defense counsel, plaintiff counsel, uh, and claims officials. So it's a perfect segue into this article that just came out. Um, in addition to that, um, we our caucus in Congress, the Congressional the Structured Settlements Caucus, which is one of our really highlight achievements in the last couple of years. We now have 51 members of Congress that have joined our caucus. Uh, and last night, members of our caucus um, passed uh, something called H.R. 6. 
and it's Don't Tax Our Fallen uh, Public Safety Heroes Act. It's the first time in 15 years that Congress has acted to open up Section 104A2, um, in this case, to help um, fallen public service officers and firemen uh, and their families uh, with injuries that they've suffered or death that they've suffered, that their settlements can be given to those families, to those victims, tax-free. That's a huge accomplishment for our industry. It's a great accomplishment for our caucus, and it's a signal of things yet to come this coming year. Terrific, terrific. That's great. Hey, Eric, I, I think you're right. I think that the study that the Council on Lit- Litigation Management Advisors helped us with is going to be very important to Michael's and the board's agenda toward growth. Um, can you tell us a, a little bit about who uh, who participated in the uh, in the survey and the uh, uh, and what was involved? Let me tell you that, but let me start out with, and this is not meant to be a shameless plug for my friends at, at, at Ringler Associates, but Ringler actually got this whole relationship between our industry and CLM established uh, with CLM. You guys have been terrific supporters and, and advocates of, of, of working with claims officials for a long, long time. We expanded on that opportunity to work with the CLM advisors. Um, and this is our second uh, survey with them. And, and let's just be really clear what this is. We're, we're trying to find out from claims officials and on the front lines, what they think of our um, structured settlement industry, what they think of structured settlement consultants, and what we can do to utilize structures much more efficiently and effectively. This study uh, was of more than 100 senior claims officials uh, representing 14 separate claims organizations, and they participated in a wide uh, diversity of experience in, in product lines, but all of them having experience with structured settlement. And so the idea was to go right to the senior claims officials and how structure used, how much of a priority they are in their department, and what we can do as our industry professionals to do our job better. So it's a terrific piece of work, and it's, a May, it's in the May edition of Claims Litigation Magazine, and it's a great, great article. Well, it was a great article, and uh, why don't we get right to some of the findings in the article and to kind of discuss them. And one of the findings was that uh, of the claim professionals that were surveyed, 55% said that they had a formalized structure settlement program within their companies. So, Eric, when you heard that number, 55% said formal program, was that surprisingly high or low? Or how did that number, uh, re- how did you react to that percentage? You know, the, and it's interesting, Larry, and I know you know, and Jim knows, I'm not a, constru- a structured settlement consultant. So I'm not a frontline person in the industry. The number to me, though, seemed low until I understood what it meant. When, it, when they said that they have a formal high structured settlement program, that they, it goes on to say where claims staff are mandated to work with previously vetted, previously identified structured settlement companies. That, to me, is very impressive. It does tell me, though, that we've got a 45% opportunity to build on that success ratio and to create more structured settlement uh, departments and and programs within many of these claims operations. Uh, Eric, another uh, um, question on the study was the priority of structures among claim professionals, and they were asked on a scale of 1 to 10, what they believe the, uh, uh, the, the, the where structures fit in on that priority scale, and 14% of the people responded that it was uh, a, a six out of a ten. What do you read into that? 
You know, it's it's interesting that I think what we found in the in the context of the survey, and remember, a hundred people asked about fifty questions. The survey takes about fifteen twenty minutes to complete. But interestingly, every single person completed every single question. So while this article provides a lot of background information, we got a lot more information that you can really dig into um, in the survey responses. Are they a priority? The answer for 14% of the respondents said yes, strongly. Um, it's, It's interesting, though, that about half the respondents answered the question approximately the same way. But that tells us there are a lot of people out there that know about structures. They have a formalized department. They've got long experience. They've got good experience, but they don't regard them as a priority. So what we want to find out is why. What does that mean? And I think that's what we have to do with our next survey analysis. Well, you know, coming coming off of that uh, interesting finding, where ten, you know, a ten out of ten was only given by fourteen percent. And most people kind of said, eh, six out of 10. What do you take from that, uh, st- from the study finding there about the need for more education uh, about structures generally in the community of claim professionals? Is it a priority uh, for, with NASTA? You, you just put your finger right on it. And you know, Jim Early is a new member of the NASA Board of Directors is going to have a deciding uh, vote in how we proceed. It's, you, we've been given, I think, an amazing gift. We've been given insight into the way uh, senior clans officials all across the country view our industry. And what what this survey is just screaming at us for is education. So we can can go at this uh, asking CLM if, for example, uh, their claims litigation management university setting or college setting could offer some classes and structured settlements. That's one approach. Another is for the NSSBA to begin to offer the programming for clean claims officials. And we're getting a lot of really positive responses on that. But the reality is, what can claims officials get from structured settlement um, uh, professionals? Quotes, um, confidence about handling a case, innovative approaches, bringing, bringing the plaintiff in, bringing the, the inter- victim in to be part of the process. They see all those as huge opportunities. How do we do a better job of educating what our professionals can bring to the table and how efficiently and effectively the structured settlement industry professionals can bring a case to settlement where everyone around the table has reached a positive, fair, and efficient conclusion to a case. Uh, you know, it, it clearly there's an opportunity because I think the study shows that there's some underutilization of structured settlements, and we could be seeing them more frequently. Uh, you mentioned a couple of things we could do, Eric, but anything else you can think of that we that, that our claim professionals can be doing to uh, increase the utilization of structured settlement? And Eric, before you answer that question, uh, to piggyback on Jim's point, one of the most interesting statistics from the article was that more than half of the claim professionals that were surveyed, they make fewer than three referrals for structures on an annual basis. So uh, given the utilization issue that Jim brought up and the fact that the, the study shows that there aren't a lot of them being uh, currently assigned or referred. What are you? What are do you? What do you think the industry can do to help uh, bring that up? See, I, I saw that as as a as sort of a stark reminder that it, we're we should not be expecting as an industry uh, a senior claims officials uh, official to to decide to use a structured settlement or not or a consultant or not. I think we need to be much more actively involved. Uh, in the process 
on all aspects. And let me highlight something else in the survey that sort of took my attention, almost took my breath away. 100% of respondents, especially every single one of them in their survey responses, made this general comment in one way or another during the interviews. If plaintiff's counsel, their plaintiff attorneys, were more receptive, more enthusiastic to structures generally, they all agreed that the issues of using structured settlements would dramatically increase. All of them. So the major thing to me is they're not, they're sitting thinking, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't use this, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. No one's bringing it to them. So that tells me it's not just us going to the senior claims officials, it's us working with defense counsel, it's us being much more proactive and positive and positive in our orientation with plaintiff counsel and being much more professional about making the presentation of the opportunity so that now we're going to get many more active action uh, items coming off these uh, claims officials and their operations. Eric, another part of this study that I, as a structure settlement professional, I found was pretty nice was that uh, uh, the the respondents uh, gave a score of 8.2 out of 10 on how easy it was to get a structured settlement quote, uh, presumably from a structured settlement broker. What's your take on that? You know, I just honestly, I don't I don't get choked up very often about my job. I was so totally impressed with that, and it wasn't just the ease with which they get the information; it was the quality of the information. They regard uh, the, the work that they were to do with structured settlement consultants as an incredibly important value-added component to their business. And, and highlighting what they do from quotes, but our information, I thought their whole, their whole approach on that and response, those responses, really looking at being innovative, being creative, helping to bring resolution to the claim because of the professionalism that these consultants bring to our industry. I thought it was such an incredibly important point of the entire survey. And let me hold there for a second and make sure everybody that may listen to the show has to understand. The surveys are important because they give us information and ideas and, and challenges right there in front of us. Surveys can be extremely valuable. What this really does for us, I think, as an industry, the survey and this article, 100 claims officials being interviewed is great, getting good information. 55,000 people are going to read this article. 55,000 claims officials are going to read this, and they're going to gain a better appreciation, a stronger appreciation for what our professionals can bring to a settlement, to a conference, to a claims conference. I think it opens up some opportunities for us. What we do with this information is up to us, but if 82% or 8.2% of the response is, you guys are doing a spectacular job, a value-added job. You're highly professional. The claims quotation process is excellent. I mean, those are really great foundational opportunities for us to build on. No, no question, Eric. And another important question in the study was, uh, was phrased this way. In your experience, who is the most likely to introduce the idea of a structured settlement on your claims? 62% of the professionals claim professionals felt that they were the ones to introduce the structures, while 11% said it was the plaintiff attorneys that would introduce the concept. But what about defense attorneys? Uh, isn't that an untapped source of, uh, of interest in, in, in settlements and in st- structured settlements? I think Jim and I both in our careers have seen that defense counsel uh, are typically, you know, we have to drag them into the process rather than them be advocates for the process. You know, and it's, it is it's probably the, the one of the greatest untapped opportunities that's out there. 
And I know people like you as professionals work on this all the time. What, what I hear coming back from defense counsels, and I, I meet with defense counsel groups where many of our insurance company um, advocates and many of the claims officials, and they tell me to structure settlements, add work, add time, and delay their, their activities. They're all, all three of those points are wrong. And every single time we've asked anybody in the claims operation about the utilization of the structured settlement, what does it bring to a case? Does it help effectively you know, to bring the parties together? The answers are always yes. How do we get to the defense attorneys? And I think that what we need to do, and we are working on this. In fact, I'll be in Boston next week, and I'm going to be meeting with 15 of the most senior defense attorneys that work with one of the largest insurance companies in the country to talk to them about structured settlements, just to talk to them about this article, utilization of structured settlements, and what can we do to better appreciate their challenges, their issues, and provide them with direct access to information about our professionals and our industry. That's we've got to get moving on this. The other is, I think it's outrageous that claims officials will tell us that literally 11% of the time, um, they, the structured settlements are brought to, to a negotiating table or a claims settlement conference by the plaintiff attorney. That is ridiculous when you figure that our relationship here in Washington with the American Association for Justice has never been stronger. Our, our work with them on Capitol Hill and, and a number of other project initiatives has been really exceptional. We have got to figure out a way to break through that and make structured settlements uh, an absolute number one, two, three priority for any attorney representing a plaintiff's interest in an injury, personal injury case. And it, not that they're always going to be used, but they ought to be discussed. They ought to be put on the table, and they clearly need to be part of the mix. If we could get that up to 50%, I think we'd see a breakthrough opportunity for our industry. You know, you know before we go on from this point, though, I think uh, there is an interesting uh issue here. And that is that if you if you survey most plaintiff attorneys and most defense attorneys, they'll they'll talk about their roles a little differently. The the plaintiff attorney will say, I'm trying to, you know, in, in simple terms, I'm trying to get the most money I can for my client and, and settle the case. Defense attorney is saying I'm trying to, you know, settle the case for the for the least amount of money and to try to get it all wrapped up. Neither of them are probably using the concept of a structured settlement in their mindset when they approach that. That's why I think it's so important that claim professionals and brokers and, and NASTA and, and the industry really target those folks because uh, it's not self-evident as they go through their jobs that structures would be that, that big a, bigger role. And I think Jim and I have seen that where we have to introduce that process. The claim person has to say we want to introduce structures, Mr. Mediator. That That process has to get more education. I think you're on the right track there, Eric. Listen, it's, there's no question. If, if, you, if you ask everybody in our industry, defense counsel, plaintiff counsel, everyone, uh, the reality is many times, uh, 60, 70, 80% of the time, uh, a destruction settlement uh, opportunity uh, in helping and dealing with an injured victim comes from the defense. It comes from those, and I understand that. What I think we need to determine is, uh, are we ready to let Quite frankly, just a very small subsection of our industry, uh, without naming names, you know, direct, direct the trial bar, direct the plaintiff bar. And I think that's outrageous. Just so you know, for the first time since I've been involved with NSFTA, I'm going to the American Association for Justice uh, annual meeting. I'm going to have a trade show booth. 
which I'm not really all that great at, but I'm pretty good at talking. <laughs> and I've already got 11 meetings uh, with senior uh, AAJ officials when I'm in Montreal in July uh, that want to talk to me about opening up a better and stronger dialogue with the structured settlement industry. So we've got to do more of this because the reality is we're not just a defense organization. We're not just a plaintiff organization. We're a help injured people organization. And I think we got to get these parties much more actively engaged. That was very well said, Eric. And uh, with that, let's take a quick break right now. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with much more from Eric Vaughn on this uh, very interesting survey on uh, structured settlements. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio, everyone. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Jim Early, and my special guest, Eric Vaughn, the Executive Director of the National Structured Settlement Trade Association, and we're speaking about a very interesting article about structured settlements and the survey taken to discuss and, and find out more about how people feel. Hey, uh, Eric, one of the things that was part of the study, and we as practitioners hear it all the time, is that interest rates are uh, uh, are holding back the use of structured settlements. And uh, if interest rates were to creep up, we might see more use. Uh, obviously, nothing we can control from our end. But uh, what, what do you think? Uh, what, what's your comment there? You know, it's interesting that we we are all working toward or working against, if you will, this low interest rate market. What I'm hearing, though, more often than not today, is that especially from the plaintiff side, I'm hearing this from the claim organizations, structured settlements aren't investments. They're not meant to be growth vehicles. They're meant to be protection. They're meant to be confidence and security. And I think in the context of that, uh, we hear much more uh, creative use of structured settlements to help people get on with their lives, protect themselves. Interest rates are important, but not the determining factor. We can't let interest rates drive us. That's not what we are. We're not marketing an investment product. We're marketing, we're selling safety, soundness, security. Well, that's that's terrific. Uh, the interest rates uh, are always a big issue, although as Jim and I have seen uh, over the years, when interest rates are low, when interest rates are high, there's always there's always something that somebody thinks they can do better at. Uh, obvi- that's right. And obviously, in the long run, most of the time, that's not true. But uh, let me bring you to another great uh, finding from this study I thought was interesting, is that uh, one of the suggestions was that 
especially with our younger claim professionals who are much more tech savvy these days, uh, there was a there was a sort of a, a wish for more online access to quotes by the claim by the claim handlers themselves, some interaction on a from a technological standpoint. Uh, what do you think about that use of technology as we move forward? You know, it's it's something that it's it's here now today. Um, I was in a meeting um, just the other day in California uh, with claims officials with one of the largest life companies in America, where each of them on their on their handheld device uh, could give me information uh, about on quotes on cases uh, within seconds. Now it was all done as a as a as a plan. This is a proposal they're putting together. That's the future. Nobody today that I know of on Capitol Hill, for example, gets information on a daily basis from their desktop computer. Everybody is getting it from a handheld device. We need to be thinking about how we're nimble, how we're accurate, how we're efficient, and how we're capable of communicating quickly, efficiently, effectively to the people that we work with. And the second we get that far, I think uh, the relationship with the people we work with, defense counsel, plaintiff counsel, is going to soar. So it's coming. I, I agree, and I think uh, I think that's one of the things I think probably Mike Goodman's going to be looking into as we move down through the year. Now, one of the most interesting questions uh, on the survey, and I think it's a good sign for most of us, is that when they asked the claim professionals if they themselves were an injured plaintiff, if they were an injured worker, would they look to use a structured settlement in the settlement of their case? And uh, 75% of them said absolutely they would. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming the other 25% would look at it closely as well. So I think, I think there's a, a big belief system in the product by at least the people that are, are using and, and, and advocating for it. It was probably the most, it was one of the most debated questions to go in the survey because it's, it's not it's necessarily professional. It's really more personal. It was the only personal question in the 47 question survey. Uh, and every respondent said yes. Uh, 75 said yes with enthusiasm, 75%. But it was very interesting that if you or a loved one was seriously injured and had a settlement, uh, would you, um, consider or, or want to act on a structure? And the answer is yes. So what that tells me is that you've, you've built up an incredibly strong base of, of understanding and support. Now we need to move on the rest of the agenda. But that was really quite impressive. Yeah. Hey, Eric, I want to circle back a little bit on the technology questions. You know, Larry and I have been around since the days when we had rate sheets and HP2 calculators. And, uh, uh, and, I, and I recognize that certainly the technology has improved to the point where the consultant's role is far more valued because of the technology that he or she brings to the table. But what are your thoughts on the role of the structured settlement consultant in the process? I know the survey uh, questioned whether or not having the consultant actively involved could make the case. And, and what, what, talk, can you talk to that a little bit? You know, it's, it's, not, it's interesting as a, as a response to in a, in a technology context. It's not just the ability to have a really good-looking new iPhone. It's the ability to, to, to produce uh, creative responses, uh, empathetic information, knowledge about a case. So the, the whole context of, of, of a quote and being able to utilize that quote quickly and efficiently and effectively is highly regarded and respected. The rest of the process, the rest of the professionalism, it's, it's the knowledge of what is a, a Medicare set-aside? 
Um, how do we in, in put into this um, the, the relationship between the worker, the injured party, and his family? Uh, how do you structure you know, re replacing um, the value of income versus the ability to pay for health care and medical care and your, health, your home? All of this comes out as a profession in, in your ability to articulate these issues. So it's the professionalism of our people plus the expansive use of technology and the ability to bring information to the debate on the Affordable Care Act, on Social Security, on MSAs and workers' comp. All this is really important to the claims officials, and it's massively important to the future of our industry. You know, and to reinforce what you've just said, uh, one of the big findings of, this, of the study was that uh, the claim professional said that claims are more likely to settle if there are creative ideas presented by the brokers in the room. So you, you're, you're right. Technology is great, but it's the professionalism of the broker, what they bring to the table in terms of creativity, uh, dealing with the issues you just raised, that, that really are gonna, is going to make a big difference. We, we hear often uh, the, the phrase value-added, value-added. And, and clearly, structured settlement consultants are smart, they're capable, uh, they're, they're very efficient and effective, but the next step, that one next step, Larry, is what you just said. It's that creativity. It's the empathy that you can bring to an individual case. This isn't number 106, injured victim. This is John Doe or Jane Doe that you got to know, you got to meet, you understand their issues, and you bring that creativity to the, the and sensitivity to a settlement case. This is something that's almost magic. When you think about it, between warning attorneys, the claims officials, the injured party, the structured settlement consultant comes in and makes this real, makes this a live option for the individual victim and their family in this case, and it does help bring the case to settlement. And those are my words. That's almost word for word what these claims officials said. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the end, explaining and selling the benefits of structures, the credibility, the expertise, and knowledge in the negotiation process are all desired attributes by the claims professionals. That's good for us to know. But how how is NAFTA going to get the word out uh, about the importance of meeting these requirements by claim professionals? You know, it's it's interesting that, that that you're the you're the first member of the NAFTA board of directors that's asked that question. And what we're preparing um, for our, our meeting in June uh, is is a report from this survey and from this article. I've been working with uh, Taylor Smith, CLM Advisors President, on it's it's not necessarily next steps, but that's that's the best way to describe it. How do you take these survey results, these responses? and turn this into an action plan. We're about halfway there, and it's, just so you all know, it's education. How we, do, how we are going to get out and educate and promote um, positive and uh, utilization of structured settlements with claims officials, with defense counsel, with plaintiff counsel, we've been given the roadmap, and now we need to develop a plan. Nobody else is going to do this for us, Jim. This is going to be us, and we need to get this moving and get this acted upon. And my guess is we'll have... I think a terrifically successful and positive approach coming off of these survey results. I'm looking forward to digging in and helping Michael with his initiatives, and this, this should be a great year. Well, there's no question here uh, that this is a very uh, instructive survey. And uh, to sum it up now as we close, how would you sum up your response and your reaction to the findings, the overall findings raised in the study 
And what does it mean for our industry moving forward, both the challenges and the opportunities that it presents for us? Well, I should absolutely, before I started even talking, should have said that our marketing committee, the NSSCA marketing committee, helped uh, working with Taylor and uh, Taylor Smith at CLM Advisors, helped build these questions. Your own Bob Caples, who's the co-chair of the committee, was instrumental in producing 47 questions. I mean, this isn't something that was pulled out of the air. This was surveyed. Uh, we worked with our members to produce the questions that they wanted answered. That's what we got done. So, Larry, I think we're committed to more information, better information um, from a range of uh, organizations and, and opportunities. We have a survey underway right now with plaintiff attorneys all across the country and judges uh, along the same lines. Give us better information about how we're perceived, what we can do better, and how we can educate the people that we count on to utilize structured settlements to do those, uh, to do that activity much more efficiently and much more effectively. So we're all about growth, but we need to do it smart, we need to do it efficiently, and then in a targeted fashion. And again, I think this is going to be a great year for the structured settlements industry. Well, that's great news about uh, looking, you know, looking toward the judges and the attorneys to, to get their points of view because that's going to mean a lot as we move forward to uh, to really make this a, a team effort to get these structures out there to the public. So with that, I want to say thank you very much, Eric. It's been terrific. Uh, if someone wanted to reach you, Eric, how would they do that? The very best way is nsfta.com. But I'm the first person to tell you we have a brand new uh, way to reach us with growth ideas and growth initiatives. And it's literally growth at nsfda.com. If you have ideas on how to expand the business, if you have any comments about what I said today, reach me at growth at nasta.com. Terrific. And Jim, if someone wanted to reach you, how would they do that? I think I'm reachable in my office in the beautiful uh, Live Free or Die State in New Hampshire at area code 603-719-1010, or I am reachable through the Wrangler Associates website, www.wranglerassociates.com, as are all of our associates at Wrangler. No question. Thank you. And all of the Wrangler Associates, as Jim mentioned, are, are uh, you can find them on wranglerassociates.com. It's got great information. I, I uh, really urge you to go to that website. It's terrific. And, of course, you can find Ringler Radio shows on the website as well. You can also download our Ringler Radio shows. All of them are available on wranglerassociates.com, wranglerradio.com legaltalknetwork.com or you can find them on iTunes where you can download them and listen listen to them at your leisure. They're terrific. We have a lot of great subjects including like the one we had today. And with that, Eric, I want to thank you once again for being on the show. It was an absolutely excellent show. Thank you. I appreciate being with you, Larry. As always, you do a great job. Thanks. And Jim, great having you as my co-host. Oh, I love it, Larry. It's always a pleasure to be uh, on with you. Terrific. And for all the rest of you out there, go have a great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today. Today.